Soul Speak. I'm your host, Erica Elmitz. This is the podcast where I help to bring humanity to high consciousness and high consciousness to humanity, one podcast at a time. Have you ever been listening to a spiritual teacher, maybe a well-known author, who you've enjoyed for a period of time and suddenly hear something that makes you say, huh? It could be that one small thing that doesn't seem quite right, or maybe it brings up some fears. Or have you ever read something from a quote unquote credible source only to question whether it's really true? Then this is the episode for you. today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how to spot false light, the false light worker, the false information, and how to really discern what is true and what is not. Something that is most definitely important nowadays. So I'd like to begin the episode, as I always do, by pulling an oracle card. I like to always set the mood, set an intention, and add another layer of something to consider. I am going to actually pull from a deck that talks about the light. It is the Work Your Light Oracle deck by Rebecca Campbell. So I'm gonna be pulling a card like I always do, on air live when I'm recording. Obviously I'm not on air live, but as I'm recording, I'm pulling this real time. So I have no idea what's coming out, but we're always gonna see what the message spirit wants to start this with to really be setting the tone for today's conversation. Wow. And we're getting the card of the Pleiades, which is about double mission and channeling and uplifting humanity. Isn't that unbelievable? So I find it fascinating and beautiful that this is the card that is setting the tone for our exact conversation today, because many of the souls incarnate here doing mission work, doing light work, are truly of Pleiadian origin. Now, the Pleiades is a constellation in the sky, and they're the, they're the, the advanced beings that are ultimately, basically, the ones who seeded Earth. They're the ones who are responsible for the souls, the lessons, the missions that are here relating to what is happening on the planet. And this card always comes out when this is talking to the fact that you have a double mission. This is about growing at a soul level, but also to help raise the vibration of the planet. And when this card comes out as an oracle card, it's often a sign that you may have been called to write or to speak or to channel. And this is the sign that it's meant to keep doing it. So this is where there is a purpose to why you are here. And your intention is to uplift humanity. Now I'm going to read, I um, got the book here. Um, and I just want to read this particular quote, which is, I think very apropos given what we're going to talk about here, but it says in how to, how to work with your light specific to working with Pleiadian energy is to call upon, it says, I call upon Pleiadian consciousness of the highest realms and highest good of humanity to work through me. 
Let me be a channel for only the purest light of the essence of source. And let me channel in a way that also serves me. Wow. I tell you, since I've been recording these podcasts and doing the Oracle cards part as part of it, it's always just so beautiful how the messages come in and they relate so specifically to what I'm going to be teaching here in a little bit. So before I do that, though, quick announcement. So if you've been someone who's been enjoying the content here on my channel so far, I'd love to invite you to take a look at my Soul Growth Accelerator program. This is a program I created to help people accelerate their journey along their ascension path and really help them grow. I talk about so many different aspects of this um, this journey in that program. It's a monthly subscription and every month you get access to brand new videos that can help you along your path. And I talk about divine masculine, divine feminine. I speak about shadow work and distorted masculine and distorted feminine. I have a series about manifesting abundance. I have series on self-love. And yeah, there's so much in that. So if you haven't checked it out, I, I invite you to do that. And as a special thank you to all of my podcast listeners, I am offering a special 20% off the standard monthly price. Now that means that when you join, you can enjoy that 20% off for the duration of your subscription. So for more information, definitely check it out. You can go to my website, ericaelmets.com, or I will link the information in the show notes below. So let's get started on this very important topic. It's funny because when I first taught this a long time ago, it was something that was very specific to light workers, how to spot a false light worker or how to recognize it in others. But I'm realizing that as I'm recording this, that this applies not just to false light workers. This is truly a, a conversation today about how to spot false information and how to recognize when things don't quite add up. And isn't that super apropos for what we're going through right now? We have so much information out there conflicting all over the place. We never know what's real. We certainly don't know what's true. I mean, if we ever have felt like we're living in the twilight zone, <laughs> it's now. And even those of us that are super dialed in and connected, sometimes like sometimes my head spins and I'm just like, I, I don't even know what's real anymore. I have no clue. So it's my intention with this conversation today for you to get some guidance and some information about how to understand how to discern, how to base it. This probably should be called something like how to increase and improve your discernment. But I'm going to start by focusing on the concept of simply just the false light, the false light worker. Now, first of all, what is that? When I mean when I speak about the false light or the false light worker, this is somebody who has been putting themselves in a position um, whether this is simply in their personal life or maybe this is in their professional life where they are out there teaching or sharing information, making it seem like they are, um, you know, really connected, really spiritual. And some, some of them may even be doing this as a profession or as their mission work. But what I've been noticing, especially building up to 2020 here, 
how there has become an abundance of false light. There is such a desire in the collective of humanity to awaken, to awaken, to move into the new earth. And there are more and more people, especially throughout 2020, with all the changes that have come in, they have been yearning for more, yearning for a better life, wanting to have some sense of direction, where I'm going. And so arguably, there are a lot of people that are waking up to new spiritual concepts, spiritual ideas. I mean, one of the, you know, while back, whatever, almost like 15 years ago at this point, I'd say one of the first things that many people went more mass was the whole concept of the law of attraction through the movie The Secret. And that was really the first time in my experience I really noticed just a, a flood of people suddenly opening up to these ideas. Wow, you mean we can manifest and we can create our experience? How is this even possible? And so over the years, more and more of these types of concepts, the universal laws, the spiritual principles, all the quantum physics and mechanics, that's all come out more and more. And so there are many people collectively that have been yearning for more and therefore there are more teachers appearing. There are more people out there on the internet teaching, you know, YouTube channels, people who have programs, people that are out there speaking on a greater platform under the guise of this being spiritual growth and spiritual truth. Now, I'll share with you how I started to really connect to the concept of false light and misinformation in my experience, in my life. Now, I am a naturopath. I have been working as a naturopath for almost 15 years. And this is the first avenue through which I really connected to the fact that there are things that we think are of the light that are spreading misinformation. Now, I'm just again speaking from my perspective, but as a naturopath and someone that has been trained in many different natural healing modalities. I had a practice. I was seeing clients regularly. I used to do speaking engagements. I've been all across the world speaking to audiences of thousands of people, teaching them about health and science and how we can actually be healthier than we are today through things like nutrition and supplementation and lifestyle changes, all of that. And when I first embarked on this particular journey, it was unbelievable how much misinformation is out there. And it when the more I educated myself, when I went back to school to become a naturopath, I couldn't believe what I was discovering because I started to learn. I started to hear. I mean, I, you guys know, maybe if you've watched, listened to some of my past episodes, how I began my awakening journey through a health crisis in my 20s. And it was through that that I realized that the model of what's possible for the human body to heal, it goes far beyond anything that the mainstream talks about or what, for example, the medical establishment talks about. Because I was told I was supposed to be a sick person for the rest of my life and I was going to be on medication for the rest of my life. It w I was never given the hope that, hey, maybe you can actually end up being healthy again. I was basically told completely, no, you're not going to be healthy again. And fast forward, I cured myself of this incurable disease. 
And whether I can say I cured myself or not, obviously, how do you prove the absence of a negative? Other than I haven't been in the hospital, I haven't been on my medication, I'm living a healthy life, I'm thriving, I'm certainly not living the life that they told me I would. But it was because I had that discrepancy in my personal experience that I noticed and began noticing more and more what I would observe and see being communicated in the world of health. There have been many experiences that I can share as examples, but I had a period of time where I worked at a homeopathic pharmacy at the Scripps Center for Integrative Medicine here in La Jolla. And it was almost a daily occurrence where I was in there and people would come in with their printouts from the internet and they would be in a panic saying, oh my God, my, my, I just started taking whatever. I just started taking something for my health. And here's this article that says it's going to basically kill me. <laughs> I mean, there's, I'm exaggerating, but not, not that much. And it's, it was something that we faced all the time. And part of my job was to kind of like, okay, I see what, so, and these were from credible medical sources. And the more that I dug into these headlines and what was being shared, it was crazy how oftentimes the studies that were, that were um, cited or talked about in these said articles, if you actually looked at the studies and you, with a critical mind, knowing what I knew, the average person couldn't do this. It's only because I knew what I knew with my education that I was able to look at the study and go, well, that makes no sense. And so then what I would see happening as a result of this misinformation is that it would get perpetuated. People would just read an article and start telling everybody about it. They would just take it at face value, say, this is the truth. Oh my gosh. And there was a lot of misinformation being spread in this way. And so fast forward to today, how much is that a topic of the day, right? People hear things, they see things, and they just share the information without actually verifying or checking if it's true. So this is how misinformation spreads. This is how people even come up with things that they begin to believe is common sense or even everybody believes it or it's just some sort of an absolute truth. So let's bring it back to the false light worker. Now, a lot of people that are out there teaching spiritually, there's people that are at different levels of their journey. You know, there are people that are more seasoned. There are people that are more of the newbies that are out there really having recently connected to who they are and everything in between. And just because you may be brand new to this doesn't mean you're any um, worse at it than someone who's been doing it for 20 years. So I want to make that distinction clearly here. The length of time that you've been doing your work, at least in a public way, for example, doesn't necessarily relate to your value or whether one is better than the other, okay? Because oftentimes, sometimes if people have been doing it for a very long time, they may get sort of stuck in their patterns and get comfortable. So I digress a little bit there. But there are a lot of people that are light workers who begin, they start out with their mission, their purpose, they're excited, they feel a calling. Many people are awakening to their callings throughout 2020, especially if they haven't yet 
done so already. This is where we're getting called to the mat to step up and to do what we're meant to do here. So many people embark on their journey of um, light work. And again, you don't have to be doing this professionally in order for this to resonate. But they start out being in their light and over time, especially if they're doing this as, as a business, they may get a level of success and then sometimes they get what I call, they might get picked off by the dark because the brighter that your light shines, the more that the shadow energies can come in because if you are of the belief, as I am, that there is a spiritual war going on right now between the shadow, darker energies with the light, then you will see how when light shines brightly, then there's more attention drawn to it by the shadow. And sometimes the shadow energies, which are things like lower vibrational frequencies that can come in in the form of ego and greed and getting more into like making decisions that aren't exactly of the light. So the, the false light worker at times starts out with pure intention and pure light, but then over time they can sometimes get pulled back. They can get pulled down if they're not vigilant about paying attention to this. Now there certainly are other false light workers or people that call themselves light workers who are not necessarily of the light. And that is what we're here to talk about more than anything. Is there are many people, some of them extremely well known, as a matter of fact, that are beginning to reveal the cracks in their facade. And I say facade because this is what I am noticing and this is just my opinion. I'm certainly not going to be naming any names because that's not my purpose here. But there are many people that have begun to show where they are not necessarily fully of the light. That's a topic for another day more in depth, potentially. But there, because there's so much emphasis on spiritual growth and the light getting stronger and stronger on the planet, the shadow energies are, are trying to balance it out and trying to bring it down because the we are supposed to ascend into the new earth consciousness and we're supposed to go towards um, living from that energy. And the closer we get, the harder that the shadows are going to fight. Okay. And sometimes these shadows, some of these people and individuals can sometimes infiltrate into spiritual communities. They may even have been themselves a very strong spiritual leader that a lot of people have followed and enjoyed. And they're um, not all that they are portraying themselves to be. So, so let's get into how to spot somebody that is operating from this not so light filled energy. And I'm trying to be careful here because again, my, I'm not trying to call anybody out or share what I believe about any of this. This is purely how you can begin to recognize it for yourself. Okay. So the first thing that is important to do is to notice when somebody is being very flippant. I call it flippant, meaning somebody who is a spiritual teacher or a light worker of some kind 
that is starting to speak a lot in absolutes. Oh, this is how it is, or that's always this way, or it's never this way. Um, somebody that is very dismissive of any other beliefs outside of what they know to be true or what they're trying to teach is truth. I see this all the time. And it's very surprising. In fact, even recently, I just remember watching somebody that I couldn't believe what was coming out of their mouth. I was like, am I on candid camera that this person is saying this? I mean, it was crazy. I'm like, you're supposed to be a spiritual teacher and you're speaking like that? Like, it just felt like, again, I felt like I was in the twilight zone. Kind of the theme for 2020. I guarantee that. But somebody that speaks in absolutes and very much from the energy of ego of, I know this. This is how it is. This is what the truth is. This is how things work. I figured out the spiritual world and this is how it happens. Whatever is very flippant and in and, and absolutes, that should be a red flag, first off. Because I know how much I learn from my channelings, my downloads that I get. And I know that I'm only scratching the surface of my knowledge. The more that I know, the more that is revealed to me. The more that I learn, the more that is revealed to me. I know that there is no ever totally understanding everything and having the absolute rules. There just isn't. This is a constantly evolving world of spirituality and truth and discovery and consciousness. And consciousness isn't stagnant. Consciousness is expanding. So when you hear somebody talking that this is how it is and this is how it works, and that's just the truth, accept it, that is definitely a red flag. Now, I do want to add a caveat here that when I'm saying false light or false light worker, this doesn't necessarily mean that this is their intention. Sometimes this is an unconscious thing and they're not aware they're doing it. And sometimes it is conscious. It really ultimately depends. But anytime there is a spiritual teacher that says, this is how it is, this is the answer. Just realize that that could be something to pay attention to. Now, another way that you can spot a false light worker or false light or false information is when you tune in to the, to the energy of what they're, they're saying. Are they invoking an element of fear? Is there a fear-based underlying tone to what they're saying to you? Now, part of the way that false light shows up is the light is, it's very close to accurate. There are spiritual laws, spiritual principles, things that are, that people understand. And somebody that is a false light can be very, very good at speaking the language, even resonating on many levels. They can be, I like to say that a lot of the false light, I mean, you can spot the obvious ones right away, but some of the more insidious ones are the ones that speak, I'd say like 95% truth. And there's that 5% that makes your brain go, wait, what? Wait, 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 that doesn't quite sit well with me there is that little voice in you where suddenly you're listening and you're like, huh? Whoa. 
wait, wait, what was that? I kind of missed that because you're going along, it's resonating mostly. And then suddenly they say something and your inner guidance goes, "Uh uh-uh, red flag, what's going on here? And so be on the lookout for that. And that, again, that doesn't mean that it's necessarily um, an intentional thing. But that is one way a true spiritual teacher or a light worker will be coming from the energy of empowering you, of making you feel inspired, making you feel like you have some sense of ability to change your experience. If a light worker or a teacher is telling you things that are sounding like they evoke some fear in you, or where you don't have the power or you're powerless, or there's this potential that's not good, pay attention. Because there is a way that you can teach about the dark or the shadow. I mean, I teach about the shadow all the time, but there's a way you can do it in a way that's empowering and not fear-based where it allows you to transmute the frequency, to transmute the shadow or to transmute the dark into something light. But if you're ever listening to a spiritual teacher and they start saying something and it makes you feel scared, and this is happening a lot now with the world at large. I'm seeing it in um, just kind of information. And that is something to pay attention to as well. Because that fear is your intuition's warning signal of something that's not in alignment. Now, that is different than being triggered. Okay, there's a difference between a fear coming up and being triggered. And it's important to know the distinction. And so a trigger is where we might hear something and we don't like it and we get mad. Um, It is possible that a trigger can evoke the feeling of fear. But that's where it's up to us to sit back and see, is this an irrational fear that's coming inside of me? Or is this teacher actually saying something that is fearful? There's a difference. And that may seem subtle, but it's very important. So a true light worker, spiritual teacher that understands their responsibility as a light worker will know and be very careful of what they can and can't teach. I know for me, my guides have given me so much information that I have not shared because it's for my knowledge only, it's for my life, but it's also there are things that my guidance needs me to know so that I can be a better teacher. But I also know that it's not for mass consumption that it could potentially blow people out of their spiritual journey if they hear something too soon that they're not ready to hear yet. And that is what a true master of understanding consciousness will do. Because there are things that I was told early on that if I had said them, for example, on my YouTube channel long ago, I I would have lost a lot of people because they would have gone into their fears. They weren't ready The terrain of the collective was not ready to hear it yet. Now I've talked about it since then and, and people are open to hearing it and they're not getting blown out of their spiritual path. 
And that is something that can happen when there is somebody of influence or with um, that is a spiritual teacher. So if you see somebody that is sharing information that is fearful, pay attention. And the last thing I'm going to say about this before I wrap this up is to really trust the niggle. I have one of my decks here and that's one of the cards. It's called Trust the Niggle. I can't remember which. It's one of these two that I have here. But that's all about that little part of you that's like, eh, I don't know about that. I'm not really sure about that. It's important that you trust it. It's important that when you get that little feeling of, I'm not really sure, I'm not quite sure what this is, but something doesn't sit well with me here. Listen to it. Be open, be curious. Maybe there's more that you don't understand or know, but do pay attention to that. That is how your higher self communicates to you and lets you go and lets you know. I mean, how many times have you felt that way, for example, in a past relationship of some kind? where you kind of ignored that niggle. <laughs> Such a funny word. But where you've ignored it. It's like you were caught up in the moment and, you know, maybe you were seeing some red flags with a certain person and you're like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. But your 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 soul was like, uh, 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 I need you to pay attention to this. And then you ignore it and then you ignore it. And later you figured out that you were right. But you just weren't willing to listen. So... I hope that that helps you guys understand more about the false light, false light workers, because ultimately, guys, the reason I'm sharing this is because this is where we as a collective are being taught to trust ourselves and our knowing above anything else, right? We're not to give our power away to an external teacher. We're not to give our power away to an external credible source. This is what the collective is being called to do is to, in this chaos and in this confusion that we are all in regarding what is true, what isn't, what's real, what's not, we don't know. We are all being called to tune in to what we know as our truth. We are the own beacons for our own truth, our own path. We have the connection to source. We are all being called to do this and giving our, you know, listening to what somebody says. Sure, you can always listen. I'm not suggesting not to listen to people or to hear other other perspectives or things like that. But what we are ultimately being called to do is to trust our own intuition, our own inner knowing. Question of the week. How do I keep my heart open or know if I'm being unconsciously guarded? This is a fabulous question that, of course, warrants far more time than I have here now. But this is an important part of the journey of opening our hearts to relationships, to friendships, to romantic partners. And so much of our experience is we may intellectually feel like we want something, we're open to love. We're open to friendships. We're open to um, reconciliation with a past friend that maybe you had a falling out with. But how do we know if we're unconsciously guarded? Because that is part of the shadow energy that can crop in when you actually think you're open. 
consciously, we're ready, we're open, but there is that part of our subconscious mind that's put up that wall and said, "Uh, uh, uh, we are not open. So one of the things that I always like to share about how to keep your heart open is to be very intentional about it, to be intentional, to, this is not a matter of thinking in your mind, oh, I'm open, I'm open-hearted, so therefore I'm open-hearted. No, this actually involves being intentional with your soul, with your higher self, with your physical body. This is where we have to go into a co-creative process with the divine to open our hearts. So what does this look like? This is where we can go into meditation or before we go to bed, we can ask ourselves quietly and have our guides support us in opening our hearts. We can envision our heart chakra opening. I was given a vision a while back in one of my downloads of, for example, two people standing there across from each other that want to come together, that want to be open to each other. And sometimes it's the, so like one person, the one who's unconsciously guarded and the other person wanting to come to them. But they showed me one person standing with their arms crossed in front of them, right? It's like that person was facing the other person, but their arms were crossed. And we know subconsciously when our arms are crossed, that is an unconscious sign in body language that we are not actually open. And so what I was shown in that vision was when the person put their arms down and held their arms open, immediately there was an energetic exchange that happened with the other person who then was pulled in because there is an energy exchange between souls that no matter what you're thinking, if your energy says otherwise, the other person's going to feel it. And even though that person might want to reach out to come towards you, to speak to you, to open to you, if they're feeling that subtle signal that's telling them, uh-uh, better not go there, that's what you people unconsciously put out. So the fact, the first of all, if you're even asking the question of, am I being unconsciously guarded? That is going to, that already shows that you are aware that it is a potential. So that now has brought it to your conscious mind and is going to allow you to notice if you are doing this. So be intentional about it. Use it as a practice. Create that space in your field to be open, to be receptive, and to notice when this might be happening. So along those lines, actually, that is something that I'm going to be talking about in the next episode. I'm going to be talking more about the shadow, the two different types of shadow energies that I teach about, how to understand what this is, how it's important. So tune into the next episode where I will be talking about the shadow and this speaks very clearly to the unconsciously guarded question I just answered here. So with that, I'm going to wrap up with a final guidance card. I'm going to pull again from the Work Your Light Oracle cards as a final message for you to ponder as we leave this podcast here today. So what is the best final guidance for my listeners? Oh, here we go. Out jumped. The priestess, how are you being called to step up and lead? 
So we started the podcast with the Pleiades card, which is about double mission, channeling and uplifting humanity. How are you being called to step up and lead? Is this conversation about light work and mission inspired that in you? Where in your life are you being called to be the leader? To be the leader in the life of your, in just your own life? To be the leader of your family? To be the leader at work? How are you being called to step up and lead? And many of you have are connecting right now to that calling, to that mission. It's awakening in the divine feminine in the collective and has been awakened. And now the masculine has joined the feminine. The masculine has joined and united with the feminine is when we make things happen. So how are you being called to step up and lead, my friends? So with that, be sure to check out my YouTube channel. There's hundreds of videos there. And I believe I mentioned, oh my gosh, if I didn't mention, the Soul Growth Accelerator. Do check that out. And remember the special coupon code for 20% off is podcast. If you're interested in signing up for that. And until next time, I'm Erica Elmitz and you've been listening to Soul Speak. Be well, my loves. 